0: Son of God he is
1: near He chose to walk with us these tribal
0: trails Tribal Trails Tribal Trails Hello and welcome to Tribal Trails. We're very glad you tuned in to today's program which has a theme of relationships. Not just any kind of relationship, though, but specifically our relationship with God. We have two guests on today's program who are going to talk about different issues, but both are centered on a relationship with the Lord. Our first guest, Bill Jackson, is going to teach about the biblical perspective on physical versus spiritual death and how they connect to a relationship with God. Let's join Bill.
2: I'm glad to be with you today and to share more of God's Word with you. Uh, Today, I'd like to speak to you from John's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 24 to 28. One of the things that people experience in life is, is death. Most people, except those that are living yet. Okay, now there's always been a confusion to quite a number of people as to what happened? What will happen? Or what's next? And of course there are people who are afraid uh, since death is coming and it's inevitable, it's going to be. It can't go around, it can't skip it, and they're afraid, very much afraid, or they'd rather get maybe into some teaching which denies the realities of life after death and so on. Well, in John chapter 5, I'd like to read some verses that uh, spell out in two verses not far from each other, one talking about spiritual death and the other one talking about physical death. I don't think it's out of the way for anyone to look into it, whether he's a believer or not. And I believe that in spite of um, understanding or not understanding God, uh, not understanding His Word, there is such a thing as understanding what what death is all about, what resurrection will be, and so on. Now, in John 4, John 5, um, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Keep that in mind they will hear his voice. The dead shall hear his voice. Before I explain that verse, I'm going to go on to another verse, and that's down in verse 28 of the same chapter, same time that Jesus was talking about this first one, the first uh, death. He talks about, in verse 28, marvel not at this. For the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. Okay? Two times it says. The dead shall hear his voice, and they that are in the graves shall hear his voice. All right, let me explain that uh, to uh, there's two kinds of death mentioned here. One, we go back to Genesis 3, the story of uh, the command of God to Adam and Eve and the disobedience of the, of the first couple. God had planted a garden and fruit trees um, east of Eden and uh, He placed this couple there. They were walking around in the garden and they had been told about this one tree, maybe two, a tree of life and a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he told them, stay away from that. No, not this one. And when Eve looked at it, it says, a tree to be desired to make one wise okay there was something about inquiring looking at so they said don't go there don't don't do it but they did they disobeyed god and so right away just as god had told them that when if they eat that they would die so what happened was they They did die. They died spiritually. That is, that fellowship with God was now cut off. That friendship with God and that talking to God and being with Him in all their innocence. They lost it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me.
1: Your love, your love, your love is holy. Your love, your love is pure.
2: Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have life everlasting. to God anymore. In fact, God wasn't looking very friendly to them. That's what they thought. So whether they talked to each other about it or not, what the instinct was, let's hide. He's coming, let's hide. And so they they hid from God. And uh, I always think of this in kind of a humorous way that where they hid God was standing behind there and say, Adam, where are you? I don't think it was over there. God couldn't see them. Where are you? I think he was looking at them when he said, where are you? But you see, the fellowship was cut off. The friendship with God and uh, the life with God cut off. Now they cannot understand God. They lost that. And uh, that also about love for God cut off. Something else came in and that is God was not friendly, not a good God. They They begin to be in that area where I was. Before I became a Christian, I did not love God. Maybe you can say you love God if you're not a Christian. But the true love that comes from him and that we're in fellowship with him after we recognize the death and resurrection, uh, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the salvation he brought through that. When we accept that, we begin again to have fellowship with God. In the first case, death came. Death means actually separation. So in this case, when they sinned against God by disobeying him, they were cut off from God. It came just the way God said. And then the other one is they, because of the separation from God, Physical death came. You see, since it means death, the first one was spiritual, in that sin against God, cut off from God. Okay, second one here, same people, they died. That is the spirit and soul separated from the body So they do not function anymore in the body. That's physical death. That's the one we we can readily see. Sometimes spiritual death uh, is not readily understood. In any case, in um, Hebrews 9, verse 27, I'll read it for you. And as it is appointed unto men, Wants to die, but after this, the judgment. So, even though we may have been cut off from God, cut off in the, in what we would call spiritual death, and also we experience physical death, there's no way that we can say, oh, not for me. I don't believe it that way. I don't believe we're all going to die. Well, I know just recently I I read a paper uh, just this uh, not too long ago, and I've heard it before many times that now they're looking for a way where uh, life can be expanded to, let's say, uh, you know, 200 years, that's beginning, 200 years, with the thought that perhaps another time we can find out how to spread it up, lengthen it out to a million years. Well, I, I believe that man would like to do that, all right. But no matter how many years it's, it's lengthened, The Bible still wouldn't say otherwise, I believe, that 927 Hebrews is there. It's appointed. Appointed by what? Who? God. We can't change it. Appointed unto men once to die, and after that, a judgment. I want to talk about the first separation, that death that came to these people. The life of... From God. The everlasting life. There's, a, there's nothing here that we're looking forward. I, I wonder when God is going to cut me off. The thought wasn't there. It's life with God. So there's no end. And then. The fellowship or good relationship. Friendship with God. That also was cut off. They viewed God. In a in a different way, they they viewed God now as somebody to be uh, scared of. Not just fear. There is sometimes misunderstood that uh, godly fear. Well, you're shaking there before God. No, uh, maybe not right now. Uh, but fear God means in more in respect and honor of God. You actually also. The fear does come, but not, let's say, in that particular time where you're beginning to experience the love of God in your soul and you have accepted Him as your Savior.
0: Thank you, Bill, for explaining what the Bible says about physical and spiritual death. We'll return to Bill later, but now we'd like to introduce our next guest, Stephen Linton. Because of such issues as being diagnosed with cerebral palsy and surviving abuse in residential school, Stephen has been speaking up for the underprivileged. In fact, he has been recognized with an award for his efforts. Let's join Stephen in Vancouver as he shares with Rita Anderson how a relationship with God matters in helping those in need.
1: So, Stephen, thank you for being with us today. And uh, tell me a little bit about yourself.
3: My name is Stephen Litton. I was born with a disability in 1955. I um, did not know I had a disability until it was brought to my attention. I'd like you to share about that Bible verse that Jesus said,
4: "If you deny me."
3: Well. One of the things that um, the Lord has done so much for me that I don't even realize, we don't even know when He steps in harm's way. Mm -hmm. We don't even believe Him. We don't fear Him enough. We need to understand what fear is and what fear is. There's one fear that we fear the Lord because we need to fear the Lord in order to understand Him. We don't fear Him enough and uh, and that's where the trouble begins. Uh, we have to understand that there's there's fear of the Lord, and there's fear um, that people don't fear the Lord enough. And that's what brought me to be here today. Is the fear of um, the opportunity to share. But at the same time, struggling, denying the Lord, and that's—it's uh, bigger than me, and I don't want to deny someone that's been there for me, someone that's given me the gift of a disability, someone that's given me so many opportunities in in spite of my disability, um, somebody that's um, somebody that's cared enough for me to. Uh, be be the individual who I am today. Become the individual I am today. A strong, um, and compassionate, caring, understanding, independent, and uh, uh, loving. Uh, one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given me was my disability. And uh, uh, an individual once asked me, Stephen, would you like to come and get healed? I says, um, you know what? I thought about and thank you very much for the opportunity and the offer but god had created and put me into this body disabled and i'm going to go along for the ride and here i am today um and it's uh, one of the uh, and had i been healed i might have just took advantage of it i might have crossed i might have just messed it up god did put me into uh, this situation for a reason, and I am going to go along for the ride, and I still am, but yes, um when you talk about um, being a, a role model and seeing the uh, uh, the circumstances that we're all in today, the devastation, the the sorrow. The pain, the the addiction, the death, the missing and murdered women, the drugs and alcohol, the uh, the um, uh, stigmas of the downtown east side, uh, uh, my home since 1993, it, it has got so much stigma to it. I used to fear the downtown east side. Now I love the downtown east side. It's become my home. And I understand the issues. And when they talk about uh, the Indian residential school experience, um, you're you're looking at, I no longer want to survive. I want to thrive. But I ask myself again, what does that mean? All I know is my community. And that's why I love, because there are those that are struggling in their addiction. But they give me hope because the ones I see down there are struggling, but they're still compassionate. All they want is um, to be loved, to be cared for. I feel that the churches are missing out on these great opportunities Is that they... uh, they need to go out there and shed light on the difference between a relationship and a religion. Right now, right now faith-based organizations are put in the same basket because they're seen as, as a religion. We have a responsibility. And if we aren't out there instead of just being in church, what are we doing? We got to be outside the church. The church is to change the paradigm of of being seen in the same basket as a religion, not a relationship. That's what's missing.
0: Thanks to Stephen for sharing his experiences about what believers can do to help those who are dying both spiritual and physical death. Living in East Vancouver. He sees it on a regular basis. But people everywhere are lost and need a relationship with God, including our communities. May each of us be representatives of Jesus Christ to a dying world. However, before you can represent Jesus, you need to be His follower. Let's return to Bill as he explains how to begin a relationship with God. Please contact us if you'd like to know more. God bless. There was a time period
2: Before I experienced Jesus Christ in my soul, in my spirit, I did not love God. In fact, I wish God didn't really bother me. I wish I didn't have to one day die. Life here is, oh, you can make it pretty good. But you know, just as the first death, the second one comes to the physical death. But, people, what I wanted to tell you here is there's something God did in between that period of time that counts for people before and after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And that is, God became a human being. He still retained that God being. But here was in the person of Jesus Christ, God, man, and God, the Son. And so we look at this person, Jesus Christ, and that because there was no other reason to buy back or claim back to himself, God did something. He himself came to die for the persons, for our sins. For the past, for people of all ages. Now in the Old Testament, of course, Jesus hadn't arrived yet. But there was that teaching here to believe on the coming of Jesus Christ and what he's going to do. Yes, maybe now we're looking back on what he has already done. And that brings eternal life to us. No more death. No more being separated from God but eternal life with Jesus Christ. You know, it's available for you, everybody. But, listen, we're to take it or we leave it. Two choices. Two. Two. What will you do? I trust that you will, you too, will take Jesus Christ, invite him into your life to take away all your sin, turn away from your sin, repent from your sin, as the scripture says, turn away from it, and God will give you eternal life. God bless you, Thank you.
4: Sins and to death. What a privilege to carry. Breathing to God in prayer. Oh, happy we often fall. Oh, what did the fame we bear?